Hey guys, this is part two of the travel episode of, of the trip that I took with my travel points with my good friend, Missy, Melissa Carden. And we are going to talk to you about how we got there, the things that we did, where we went. And at the end of the episode, I'm going to break down how I use my travel points and how much it costs and how much money we saved. Okay. Have a wonderful time. Hi, I'm Caroline Music, and I'm a certified life and spiritual coach, and I love to help women live life with more joy. My job is to completely and wholeheartedly believe the best in you and believe the best for you. I think that life is meant to be enjoyed, and we're meant to live with passion, purpose, and fun. In this podcast, we will talk about all things joy, what brings you joy, what keeps you from joy, and how to just enjoy life more in general. You are uniquely and wonderfully made, and you are who you are and how you are for a reason. My hope for you is that you will adore being you. Build a life you love, soak up as many moments as you can, and enjoy the heck out of life. Welcome to the Make It Joy Podcast. Hey guys, I'm here with my very, very dear, wonderful, and super fast marathon runner friend, Missy, um, whose birth name is Melissa Carden. No, your birth name is Melissa Roberts turned Carden. So Missy and I have been friends for a very long time. We were friends um, in preschool, Mm -hmm. and uh, there's even a picture of us. Well, there's a picture of us on the fridge that you gave me, Missy, of us. I love that picture. I do too. We're in our like Thanksgiving mm-hmm. costumes at Landmark Park in Dothan, Alabama, where we got to pet some goats and then we like had fruit roll-ups. Yes. <laughs> I love that picture. picture because you're um you're telling me something and I'm just laughing. And I feel like <laughs> that's kind of a good picture of I feel like our relationships. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> it's true. We're, we have yeah. so many good things going for us. And you um, being kind when I think I'm making jokes is one of the good things. <laughs> but anyway, so Miss and I have been friends for a very long time. And she was the one that I thought would be a perfect travel partner. And I was right. And Miss, can you tell, I haven't told anybody where we went. So can okay. you say where we ended up going? Started out, we flew to Boston spent a day in Boston and then drove to the Hudson Valley in New York and then spent a day there and then went to New York City and spent a day there. And it was lovely. I loved it. So we had a good time kind of figuring out where we were going to go. And we we went back and forth. Of course, we didn't see each other because we just Mm -hmm. hard to get together. But we texted back and forth a lot about kind of dream dream places. That was really fun. I loved that because um, when you first texted me and said, do you want to get away? I just thought you meant like to the beach, which is only like four hours from us or something like that. But then when you were like, let's just, where do you want to fly? And so we texted <laughs> for several days back and forth. We would name a city, you know, we'd say yay or nay. And then like, so that was really fun. It felt like a fun game. It was really fun. And, you know, one thing that we came down to, and then I think when we were traveling home, we realized this was a really good idea. So because we use JetBlue points and there's not an, a jet, uh, an airport airport that flies JetBlue in 
Birmingham, we had to drive two hours to Atlanta. So there's some travel time. And so we ultimately decided that we want to have a direct flight. And when we were flying home, we realized that's a good idea. If we had had connecting flights, it would have just been too much. Absolutely. Yes. Well, Miss, okay. How did you get away? So you have three precious little kids. Mm -hmm. Chase um, had to check with him on his travel schedule. He travels a lot for work and make sure you know, the dates that we were looking at would work. It did take, you know, some coordinating, getting help from other moms with carpools and that kind of thing. And making sure, you know, there was somebody there to get the kids up after school, especially our last travel day, the, the day we traveled home. But once you start doing it, it wasn't too bad. I did, before I left, because this is who I am, I like did type out a schedule just because he's not, Chase isn't in the weeds of like what time kids get picked up what day. And it's a lot to coordinate with three kids. So um, I did have a little chart for him, a little cheat sheet. Do I didn't have to do a cheat sheet this time, but when we went to St. Lucia, I had on the fridge and on the fridge and by the crib, like in multiple locations around the house, the schedule for Madeline and for Beckett and for our kitty and for our doggy and for like the household where this is when the trash is picked up. This is when um, this is where the cleaning supplies yeah. are. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, this is how you use the the, uh, the washing machine. And just, I found that having a, a central location on the fridge where there was, well, for me anyway, there was a, a topic. It was Madeline, and this is her whole sheet of info. Yes. And then I, I think I even had like a whole flow of the day where it was all compiled. But I, yeah. I felt that that was really helpful for who was watching them at the time. Uh, we made it to Boston. Mm-hmm. and. Oh, we just, we said that we have to talk about this. <laughs> How to find your Uber yes, yes. in the Boston airport. <laughs> so it's not right out of baggage claim. Um, you have to, we had to go up a level and there was, once we got up there, there were signs that said like Uber, rideshare, Lyft, parking. And there was like an official designated lot with numbers because he, he had texted on the Uber app, like which spot he was in. So that was really helpful to know because it, it was kind of confusing because you walk out of baggage claim and it, you think it's pickup for depart, you know, people who have arrived and um, that was not where we needed to be. So we got, we went straight to our, our hotel to drop our baggage off. You know, we talked about how there's a history of we're friends, but we're family and it's somewhere in between because there's mm-hmm. so much history so much time and our brothers used to beat us up like our, yeah we both took turns with our brothers and sisters beating us mm-hmm. up and mm-hmm. there's really something special about being beaten up by someone else's sibling <laughs> yeah it, it bonds you it cements you to- it does forever. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing I always do guy and this is a, it's a yoga tip but it's also weird and you don't want to do it in front of a lot of people so my so we traveled we've been on the plane and my feet were puffy and they needed a little break before we hit the town walking all over Boston. So I lay on the bed and then I put my legs up against the headboard, against the wall for a pose called um, legs up the wall. <laughs> and Missy immediately was like, I love this. I love how things just, some things just never change. Yeah. And for the good, because I felt like in a good way, we were like 10 years old again. I don't know. It just felt very like reminiscent of things that even though when we were 10, you weren't doing yoga necessarily, but something you would have done something like, 
<laughs> so, okay, we deep puff our feet and then we hit yes. the town and we, uh, you know, before we got on this trip, we talked about how we, we communicated about kind of what our expectations were for the trip and the pace we wanted. And one thing we both agreed on was we, we want to just see really pretty stuff. We want to see nature. And that, I think that was our, our top thing actually was just being around pretty stuff. Right. Fall. Um, we wanted fall, fall vibes. Fall vibes. We want fall vibes and we just want to see pretty things and just uh, we want to be around old stuff. I didn't feel like we had this huge check off in Boston that we needed to do. Same. We just wanted to look at the pretty stuff, which is really easy to do in Boston because it's really, a really pretty, lovely, lovely city. And we and we were a touch early for the peak of the leaves, but it was still very pretty. But my, well, man, I've asked you a million times, what which park were we in that we loved so much? Boston Public Garden. Mm-hmm. And we just sat on a bench and we looked at the little statue of the ducks from yeah. the story. What is that? What was the ducks? Uh, Make way for ducklings. It's by mm-hmm. Robert McCluskey, and the ducklings all decorated with some kind of jersey, I think. Yeah, it looked like those ducks get dressed up a lot. I think so. I think so. <laughs> because when we had been there a few months ago, the ducks had on like winter caps. So, but we loved the gardens. And then I think that we both, well, my favorite thing about Boston, my entire favorite thing was the street that we walked down called Marlboro. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, and so it's beautiful, quiet street. It is right beside, I think, Newberry Street, which is the real mm-hmm. popular street that's also pretty, but has a lot of shops and right. restaurants. And this one was just like old neighborhood, lots of, uh, you know, brownstones and cobblestone streets and the gardens, these little bitty compact gardens that everybody had in their yards were so pretty. And that was my very favorite, uh, very favorite thing in Boston. Yes. Yes. And we had such good weather that day. I think it was like upper sixties, like, and sunny. I don't know. It was just really pleasant. Um, Yeah. We felt very much like. (laughs) <laughs> we commented on this. It was kind of like, God, your girls are getting together and taking a trip. And he was like, girls, I'm going to give y'all some good stuff. Oh, he did. He really did. Yeah. yeah I just felt like he was with us and he just wanted yeah. us to have a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, well, okay. And then uh, what was your favorite thing overall about Boston? What was your highlight? Hmm. That whole, that whole excursion, the walk through the public garden. And then when we walked onto Marlboro street, it just felt, because we got to catch up because we had not seen each other in too long. And so I felt like we were just walking, but catching and seeing beautiful things, but also connecting, like catching up. So that was really cool. And, you know, another thing we did on that same day was we uh, did the Freedom Trail, but yes. we did it at night, which we both thought was really cool. Yes. I had never done it at night and it was a cool way to see it because you've got like the the lights from the buildings and the street lights and that was cool. I yeah, it gave it gave it an atmosphere. And I, mm-hmm. I felt like the time of year that we were there was the perfect time. We were there October, I think 12th through 16th is when we took our trips. We were there the ter- the 12th and 13th. And it was just just a really good time of year, great weather, but also I felt like the atmosphere that this weather's providing and the fall atmosphere, this is what Boston's about. This is New England. Yeah. Hundred percent. I don't know why we haven't said this was our very favorite thing in Boston when we went to the same bakery four times in one day. <laughs> the funny thing yeah. is, it was three different locations of the same bakery. 
<laughs> it was so good though. Oh my gosh, it was great. What is it? Tate? T-A-T-T-E? Yeah, like latte, but tate. tate. So I think you you knew about it, right? Yes, I had been there on a previous trip and I th- I'd pointed out to you. I was like, that's really good. And there's a lot of locations in Boston. <laughs> and we went and two, we went three. three of them in mm-hmm. one day. Yep. Actually, in like a five hour time span. <laughs> we don't need to see Cambridge or Harvard, which we did. We went and we walked to the Harvard we campus and then we not check. Let's go back to Tate and get <laughs> some delicious yeah. food. And they have, they have, uh, I had a pumpkin, we shared a pumpkin pound cake there, which mm-hmm. I thought would just be a way to make pound cake bad, but it wasn't. It was a way to make pumpkin really good. It was very good. And you got a cup of pistachio oh, thing. That was that was on our third trip, I think. Our fourth trip. Um, but that I had like a salmon, like avocado sandwich. It was really good. Yeah, I had some kind of prosciutto ricotta, something, something. It was just delicious. And I had my first London fog there, which is a drink which I really liked. Out of Boston, our top recommendation of anything to do is skip the freedom trail, skip the beauty of it, and just go to Tata. <laughs> <laughs> no i do think that it, it's worth one trip if not two that's what i would say yeah and our we loved going to the one in cambridge because the the people watching there was it was awesome it was just exactly what you thought it would be i mean yeah. harvard is right there and how often does something look exactly like you think it will and are the conversations exactly like you think it will it was i just felt like i was in a movie i had that is exactly how it felt. It was just right out of a scene of a movie. Okay, so day two, we after we have our our trip to the um, to Tate, mm-hmm. we drive to the Hudson Valley. And this, I mean, I told you this ahead of time. I was the most nervous about this travel day because it, it would have made more sense, I think, to do like a Rhode Island, Connecticut, the coastal tour. But I I'd done that before. I'd done that twice. Mm-hmm. And I it's beautiful. And I, I kind of I wanted to go originally I really wanted to go to the Catskills or you know, upstate New York, but it just was it was just a little too much to drive. And so we ended up in the car much longer than we thought because we had a good bit of traffic. Mm-hmm. And so I think that there is room to improve this this journey to the Hudson Valley. I'm not sure how, perhaps adding another day. Or going at a different hour, but it that was a that was a tough drive. But we were in the Hudson Valley for two nights, which took the edge off. Yes, that did help. I liked that we didn't have to switch hotels, you know, every yeah. day. I think that was yeah. a good good choice on that one for sure. And we so we were uh, Hudson Valley. I I actually didn't know much about it. I mean, I'd heard of it, um, but I didn't know that it was so beautiful until I started reading about it and hearing that it it is a destination great weekend getaway uh, for someone in the area, but it's, it's a beautiful spot. And when we were there, when we first went over the bridge, which on our itinerary, it was go over a bridge. That was one of our things. <laughs> so, so when we went over a bridge, we both pleasantly surprised by how oh, early it was. Yes. Just awestruck. It was beautiful. For me, Hudson Valley was my favorite of the whole trip, but it was raining the whole day. And we went outside and we were hiking and we were, you know, doing outdoor things, walking around this really cute town called Cold Spring. And where I forgot where we hiked. Hudson. Hudson 
Highland, Hudson Highland Park. Yep. Hudson Highland State Park. Yep. Hudson Highland State Park, which was really pretty. And we were just outside all day and we actually really liked the rain because it was moody and it made the, I felt like it made the contrast of the bark on the trees so much darker against like the golden leaves that had fallen beside. It It was just really, really Mm -hmm. pretty when we were hiking. Yes, I agree. And we went to another place there called, um, do you remember the name of that house? Uh, Boscobel. Yeah, Boscobel. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, what we did there and what you thought of that? When we went, you had the option, you could tour the house or you could just go on like the grounds and they had lots of trails and gorgeous view. Um, So you could do both or you could just do one or the other and just time-wise and just what we really wanted was to be outside and see pretty things. So that's what we chose to do. So we didn't actually go in the house. But it it looks really lovely from the outside. But they it had these beautiful like apple orchards and it's amazing view of the Hudson River. But also you could see like West Point and the marsh area. I mean, it just it looked like something off a movie or a postcard. It was absolutely- yeah, it was gorgeous. I thought the grounds were so pretty, and we had I okay, and I I had a big accomplishment while I was there. Yeah. <laughs> which was really special for both of us. So I'm, I'm actually going to start talking about this in a kind of a, a like bonus episode. So um, chronic pain is something that I've dealt with for a very long time. In the last year, it's become really debilitating. And I have become uh, like practically immobile in the last year. And I'm starting to get my fitness bag and, and starting to walk again. And I've been practicing for this trip. And up until this point, probably up until the last month, I really haven't been able to stand or walk for longer than like 15 minutes at a time without having pain or, um, uh, you know, kind of like getting to where I feel like I've, I've, I'm, I'm super, super tired. So anyway, there, um, we were on the, on the hike at Boscobel and there was a very steep hill down to go and see a really pretty view we stood there and we thought, oh gosh, what should we do? Because I didn't know if I could make it back up, period. But I also didn't know if I could make it back up in time to go to our last destination, which was a winery before it closed. I don't know. I just We just kind of did it, didn't we? Yeah. And you rocked it too. <laughs> I, well, I told you this. I felt like, you know, I talked to the Lord right before we did it. We said, all right, God, this is something we want to do. Um, help us get back up. <laughs> and I... Right. As we were coming back up the hill, I just felt like, all right, Lord, you can, you can help me do this. And I just stopped and breathed the whole way. But I was, it was getting up to the top of the hill was a very, it was a huge accomplishment and oh, very emotional for both of us. Yeah, were, I know. I cried when we got to the top because you were in front of me and um, I was just so proud of you because uh, I know that was not easy and you just, you were so strong and so brave to try it. And, and I knew, I knew you could do it, but I don't know. I mean, I was just to be a part of that huge accomplishment was really cool. It was really special. It was spiritual. It was, you know, how you like, you just know you're a part of something like bigger than you in that moment. Like it it was cool. It was great. We, 
did not talk for the next half hour because I couldn't breathe, but we did walk and hug. (laughs) And that was really, I'm really glad you were there. And I just felt like Miss is here. She's got my back. This is, Mm -hmm. it was a special thing. And the, the treat for us was we were rewarded by a gorgeous waterfall as our view that we did not know about. Nice, nice treat. Okay. Now, so then we went to Brotherhood Winery, which is Uh the very first winery in the United States. And uh, we took the tour to make sure that we went in the, like in the wine caves, in the, in the underground, in the cellar, which was humongous. Yeah. And I, I don't know what you think, but I felt like if you're going to do that, you need to go in, like, if you're going to go to the winery, you need to go to the old stuff underneath the ground for sure. Yes. Yes. You just get so much, you got, we got the historical context, but it's just really cool to look at and to like, see where it's, made and smell the wine you know it was really cool yeah yeah oh that was neat too because he talked about the oak barrels and how when you use you use oak because it absorbs like the pores of the wood absorb oxygen and so when you have you have the oxygen it goes into the wine and adds flavor to the wine but what never dawned on me was it's a it's a two-way street so the wine soaks through the wood and comes out into the air, like into the atmosphere. So walking around in this kind of dungeon cellar and there was like old, old smelly wine in the air. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was really cool. That was cool. Well, that night we did not, we didn't have Tate. I think that um, we managed that. One thing I liked about our eating was uh, we didn't plan any of our food. We were going to foodie places, but we didn't plan it ahead of time. It wasn't a priority seeing pretty stuff was a priority. And so we, you really were our food person. You would just look, I guess you were on like Google maps or just Yelp, Yelp. or something. I would go on Yelp. Yeah. You go on Yelp and, you know, just find really good stuff near where we were in the moment. I thought that was a good low stress way to not like when we're hungry, let's find something good and eat it. Yes. I really liked that. I felt like we weren't really on like a strict, strict, like, we have to eat at six o'clock. It was mm-hmm. like, we would say, you feel like eating? I could eat in a little bit. You know, it was very, yeah. but we ate good. I, I liked everything we had. Oh, we had great food. Okay. And then, okay. So I had lived in New York city for a couple of years and have, I've been back maybe once, maybe twice. I don't remember, but I, it's been several years at least, probably 10. I don't know since I've been back, but Missy, you've never been to New York city. No. And I'd always wanted to go. So we had a we had a rental car and we drove the car into New York City and thankfully dropped it off very early on and didn't have to drive it too much. But uh, what were your first impressions of New York City? Oh, just the skyline. You know, you've seen it in movies your whole life. And then it's like, well, here I am, like getting to see it. And it, it's beautiful. And like just to know all the history that has happened in New York and still happening, you know. It, it was cool. I mean, it was like a, I don't know, once in a lifetime. I mean, I don't know how to explain it, but it was, it was cool. It was like everything you've seen your whole life. And now here, like I just said, here I am. So, yeah, it was, it was really neat to, you know, I mean, to, to be with you and to be with you your first time in New York city. What was your, okay. So uh, what did we do in New York city? What what were our, went to Central so Park? Central Park, which was really great. We we did take a pedicab through Central Park, which and by the way, you can get the prices down. It's more than yes. we would have spent, but yes, we got it down almost half. 
Yeah. Yeah. Which was good. Good on your part. You did a really good job. <laughs> I was ready to cave and you were like, Mm-mm. So, <laughs> um, but that was nice because we didn't have a ton of time and, and it did take us to all the iconic spots mm-hmm. and, and did Rockefeller center. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that was really cool. Also to see one of those spots that you see your whole life on TV and there you are. So, yeah. yeah. We did John's Pizzeria, which my sister took yeah. me to. That's the one in Times Square. There's another one. I think it's on Bleecker. And that's that. Uh, my sister Tiss took me there when I was 17 or 18. And hey, John's. John's is the way to go. Yeah, it was um, delicious. Well, then we went to the, what is the actual name of the 9-11 Memorial? Yeah. Ground Zero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that was, we spent longer in there than we thought we would. And it was yes. very well done. What did mm-hmm. you think of it, Miss? I was just telling Chase about how, I mean, you could spend, and we spent a lot of time there. We could have spent more time. I felt like as an American, it was really important that we go. And I'm glad we did. It was very well done. There is the memorial that you walk through first, or that's what, how we did it. And then we actually walked in through the museum, which had, I mean, so many details and artifacts and photographs and stories. I thought it was just really, really well done. Well, and it, it, the thing that I think we both thought was really different about this than, I guess, any museum we've ever been in was we, like we lived through that. We know, mm-hmm. we remember where we were. This still feels kind of like it's, it feels very present day, whereas... For our generation, the the World War II museum, that's more of a story or something that happened, you know, it happened before we were born. But we both remember where we were on 9-11. And, but it was it was a very different, very, it was very somber, but it was so yes. well done. Yes. I really, I'm glad we did it. Um, yeah. I mean, it is, a, it is emotional, too, just to think about what happened in the aftermath. But yeah. Really and fun. one thing. I liked was, um, I mean, no telling how much work this was, but it felt very individualized. Like in the memoriam, there were there were photos of the victims and you can tap on um, the screen and it'll tell you a little bit about them. And um, I guess stories from their family, maybe, but that's about everybody that was a victim. Yeah. And And instead of just having this large number of anonymous people who were victims. It really, I think, I I don't know, but I imagine that the goal is to really honor the people's lives. And, um, and I felt like the people were honored and they weren't just, they weren't just anonymous. I feel like these are really right. individuals who had lives and stories and, and people yeah. left behind, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. It gives me chills just thinking about it. Um, but I thought that part was really well done. I thought, that was, and that was um, that was toward the end of the night. We we I think we came up to Penn State. We took the subway back to Penn Station, then we just walked up through mm-hmm. Times Square, and then we were kind of tuckered out. Yeah, yeah, we had we got a lot done that day. <laughs> That's right. And then the next day, we uh, what did we do on our last morning? One thing that I was wanted to do, if we could, was to just lay eyes on the Statue of Liberty and. Mm-hmm you knew or we knew that you could see it from the Brooklyn Bridge. So it was like killing two birds with one stone because, I mean, what a amazing place to go and see is the Brooklyn Bridge. So we did. We 
we walked on the bridge and we weren't sure exactly where at what point you needed to see it. Uh, at one point I was like, oh, uh, I think, you know, if we can't find, if we can't see her, it's okay. It's okay. And you were like, let's just take a little bit, a few more steps. Let's have a little more faith. Like I think you referenced Indiana Jones and. <laughs> but so not in a good you, way. Like number three, when, oh, yeah. when Elsa is like the, um, wherever they are, Petra, anyway, in Indiana Jones three, when she's about to fall to her death and she's trying to reach for the Holy Grail. She's like, I can get it, Indy. And then she dies. Something like that. <laughs> but you were right. This You were right. Because it was just a few more steps. You said, let's just go a little past these buildings. And there she was. That was really cool. I mean, the yeah. bridge itself is beautiful. But then just to see, you know, the Statue of Liberty and what that meant for so many people. It was so cool. And so, so overall, what was your favorite thing about the whole trip? Hudson Valley was gorgeous. Yeah. Um, and, but I feel like when you travel, I don't know if this happens to you, but for me, I mean, you've got your favorites, but then like even the days and weeks later, like it's still with you and you're like, <laughs> oh, you know, we saw this for its beauty. I loved the Hudson Valley, but just getting to go to New York for the first time and to see all the iconic things that sites that, you know, like I said, you've seen your whole life. That was really cool. And to be with someone who, you know, I've known my whole life and so comfortable with, I mean, that was really special. Ah, it's hard to pick a favorite. <laughs> but I feel the same way. There were so many good things. Hudson Valley to me just blew everything away. But that is because I've been to the other two, but mainly because I, I like nature. I mean, city, I'm not a really... I don't prefer city travel, but Hudson Valley, I thought was great. And it, it was a place that you could spend a week just going up and down the whole yes. thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there were so many little towns that we could have gone to, you know, if we'd had a couple more days. Yeah. I thought that was great. We, so we had a, like we had an outline of what we were doing, but we were really open like with the food and with asking as mm -hmm. we went. And I think that's great. Like when you go into a wine shop, you know you want a wine, maybe you know you want a white or a red, but always ask the people that are there that are experts. It's just so much more fun to kind yeah. of have an idea of what you want and then let somebody who knows what to do tell you what to do. And that's how I felt we did on our trip. We just asked kind of along the way, what should we do? Where should we go? Yes. Yeah, that was really, really helpful to do that. Yeah. Coming home from a trip is hard. Um <laughs> No matter how much you miss your precious people and your yeah. home, it, it's, I think like real life is really hard. And Missy knows that I came home to a broken collarbone from my angel boy. Oh, just, and he's just the toughest little precious little thing. But I, I think coming home is tough and getting back into the swing of things. Did you have, have you had anything really help you since you've been home to manage regular life again? When I came home, I, really tried to focus on like not feeling like I had to get everything back in order immediately. I mean, I, I do like to unpack as soon as I get, it's just kind of who I am. Like, I feel like, okay, now I'm transitioning from travel to home. And so I do like to unpack my suitcase, but as far as, you know, getting all the laundry done, getting the house picked back up, I really did try to ease into it. I intentionally also tried to make sure my schedule the next couple of days weren't too busy so that I didn't feel overwhelmed. You know, if you can help that, I 
is helpful. And also, you know, to have a supportive partner. Chase did a good job while I was gone. So that was helpful. Very practical and very loving toward yourself. And I think what's helped me the most, not that I've done it as much as I've liked to, but I, when I came home, I thought I need to prioritize sleep and go to bed Mm -hmm. at, at minimum a decent hour and a little earlier if I can. My children have made that extremely difficult, but <laughs> precious children. But it's I, I felt like sleep has helped me a lot. Well, Miss, do you have any um tips on traveling with a friend with a with another person? I really liked that we ahead of time you did notes. We we used an app and you had kind of typed out a rough itinerary and it had all of our like flight reservation, flight numbers, um, hotel reservations. So I could share that with Jace. So, you know, he knew where we were. We had kind of talked about our goals ahead of time. So we both knew we wanted to see pretty stuff and we had a loose itinerary, but we were open to changing it if we needed to. I thought that the, the talking ahead of time was really helpful. Like we, I mentioned in the other episode of this two-parter here that I was a little concerned about our pace because I mean, Miss, you're a marathon runner and here I am with my issues, but I thought that you had just run a marathon, which was wonderful. So you were tired tired, and I wasn't running. Um, So that was, it was the timing for me was really, really nice um, because I was taking the week off from running and but still, we were still moving. So that was good to walk. Um, but you're, you did great. Your stamina just got, it was so good. I was so proud of you. Yes. I was, I was proud of my good job, body. Well done, body. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but I thought it was great that we talked ahead of time. I think we knew ahead of time how much time we wanted in the car. We also knew we didn't want to be really tired coming home. And we had like a few things. Like, Miss, what are your top three things you want to see in New York City? You know, and I thought that was all mm-hmm. really helpful. I can say in New York, you were so gracious and so, um, yeah, you were like, what do you want to do? Because you've never been here and, you know, you had lived there. So I thought that was really generous. Thanks, Miss. Well, you were, it was fun to see you. It was fun to see you do it. And it was, it was <laughs> It was funny how some things came back to me and I felt savvy in some ways and not savvy in other ways and had forgotten a lot. I and mean, it was just a, it's interesting. Oh, and one thing we both rediscovered in travel <laughs> was read. When you just get lost or confused, just read. Oh, There's right. everywhere. And also I felt like it helped us. Like when, like when we couldn't find our Uber, we just kind of were, we didn't have a passive attitude, but we were very, laid back about things like, well, if we miss this Uber, we'll get another one. Or if this, if this doesn't happen, we'll do another thing, but kind of having the, like we weren't tightly wound. And Mm -hmm. so when we couldn't find something we needed to travel wise at the airport or something, it just took longer and that was okay. And that's what happens when you're out of your twenties. When you're in your twenties, you're like, Ooh, I can go here and here. (laughs) I don't know. I, I did not feel like my, my Terminator travel self. It was good though, because I don't, I don't know about you, but I did not come back. I was super tired. I know we have to go get our kids from school and do things. We've re-entered into life. But I thank you so much for coming on the trip. It was wonderful. And thank you. I loved it. (laughs) Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for taking me on the trip because it was it was wonderful. I loved it. I'm glad you said yes. We'll um I just think it was really special. And I think where we ended up going, considering the time of year and the the city, nature. 
combo. I just thought it it was a really good pick where we went. Yes. Good job. Good job. <laughs> well done us. Yeah. All right, Miss. I love you. Thank you for sharing. I love you. It was my pleasure. Absolutely. And now we don't have to journal about this. We'll just listen to our podcast and share it with our grandchildren. Like a time capsule. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. Let's go bury some Barbies in the backyard. Yes. <laughs> All right. I love you. I love you too. All right. Bye-bye. Okay, guys. Well, there you have it. A The tales from my wonderful trip with my precious, precious friend who is a precious treasure of a person. It was a a gift that we got to go and uh, a gift, I think, to me and to our friendship just to be together and and to see such a cool part of the country. So I want to break down how I used my travel points. And I mentioned that I invited Missy to come as my guest on the trip because I had the points and I, and I had enough left over so that I would still, I still have points where I can go on a trip with my family. Matthew and I can do something there. There are more points to be had still. And I'm, I'm so thankful that she went with me, but I want to break this down because I think that it's interesting. So our flight from Atlanta to Boston was on JetBlue. I got these points through a JetBlue credit card sign up, and that was 24,600 points. Our flight home was from New York City to Boston, 16,400 points. And that's for both of us. Both of these points are for both of us. And so for the two of us to fly from Atlanta to Boston and from New York City back to Atlanta was $606 of free airfare. The Hilton card is what I use. That is a free card. There's no annual fee. And I, we stayed at the Double Tree in downtown Boston. Now, something you need to know about all of these points, we did not plan this trip until maybe a month out, a month out. I mean, I was booking some of this stuff two weeks before, a week and a half before, and we're talking New England in the fall. That is prime time. So most of the hotels were sold out by the time, by the time that we decided to go. And this is a peak time to fly. This is a peak place to go. And so a lot of the expenses were higher. I I was spending more points than I normally would. And so our hotel in Boston, it was a real killer. It was 70,000 points. We were at the Doubletree in downtown. We didn't have a lot of options. Had we paid in cash, that would be $541. So that was free. And usually when you have these cards, you want to check this stuff out, but usually at some of the the higher end hotels or the, you know, medium to higher end hotels, there's a, like a resort fee or a property fee. That's another, you know, 30 or $40. And if you have the card or if you're a member without a card, you just use like you're a rewards member. Uh, usually you don't have to pay for that fee. Okay. So we went to the Holiday Inn Express in Montgomery, New York. That's where we were in the Hudson Valley. And we didn't have a lot of choices there also. This is this was my last one to book. And we chose Holiday Inn Express because, number one, there were not many choices at all. Number two, decent location. And number three, there was a free breakfast. And we didn't want to have to worry about finding breakfast in the Hudson Valley, which we didn't really know a ton about. We wanted to get out and get hiking and touring and seeing the beautiful stuff. So we were there in Montgomery, New York. This is a Holiday Inn Express, 40,000 points a night. Uh, that was for 
80,000 for two nights. And that was the total for both of those nights was $700. Uh, the last way I used my points was at the Intercontinental in Times Square in New York City. That was 44,000 points. And that was $320 worth of free, worth of free sleeping. So I could have also used my Chase Sapphire points, which I love Chase. I think if you're getting started with all of this stuff, it's it's a good one, the one with the $95 annual fee. If you're thinking about getting it, there's usually a 60,000 point bonus if you sign up and if you spend three or $4,000 within a certain time period. Do not spend extra money. You spend what you are going to spend on your life. Anyway, you just put it on this card during the required time, and that's how you get your points. But but if you're patient, sometimes Chase will have 80,000 points, and that's usually a, a short promo, but they do do it. And keep your eyes peeled for Black Friday. There's usually... There's usually great travel sales. There are usually great travel deals. And there is often some kind of a good, a few of the credit cards will have really good points bonuses. And that could be Cyber Monday too. So just, I always think if I'm able to book something during Black Friday, during Cyber Monday, that's great. It rarely works out, but that's a good time to do it. But all told, we saved for the two of us to fly to our trip and to stay four nights in hotels, the total that we saved was $2,167. And we got our rental car from Auto Slash. I have used them for years, maybe 10 years, and they I always get the best deals from them. It usually is the lowest price. So if you are getting started with all of this stuff, I it it is worth it, but it does take time and it can be a bit of a pain. But my gosh, I just saved $2,100 and took my dear friend on a trip that we're going to remember. You know, I, I would not have been able to take this trip at this time had I not used points. Uh, I would not be able to pay that much right now. That's That ain't happening. Like I said, I'm going to try to get somebody on the podcast for us to talk to us about this, somebody who does this regularly, who this is their job, who is comfortable talking to you about this. I just, I just want you to know that this is that this is something that's possible for you. This is how I travel. This is the way that my family travels for now. It can be a headache and it does take time to get into it. I got started with two websites and I mean, there are a bazillion quadrillion online that can help you get started while you're waiting for me to get you a, a proper episode. But One Mile at a Time, that is a good website. And The Points Guy, those I think were the two that got me going. So I hope that this has inspired you. I hope I hope that it's given you possibly an idea of a, a way you can travel and make travel happen for you, whether that's by points or finding someone to watch your children or finding a way to take off from your life, whatever it is that you have to do. Like I said, I had this inclination that I wanted to take a trip and I wouldn't feel settled until I did. I, I've got the travel bug and Nothing cures the travel bug until you take a trip. And I found a way to do it. I had to do a lot of things. I had to be flexible. I had to get creative with some things, but it worked. And whether it's travel or something else in your life, whatever it is that you're dreaming of, you can make it happen. It may take more effort, but you can certainly do it. And joy is waiting for you. Make it happen soon. Make it happen sooner than later. 
This was something that I just did, did very, very quickly. This was a month and a half. I said, Maddie, Matthew, my husband, can I, can I go? And then it was a foot. So just check in with yourself. What are you putting off? Is there a way you can make it happen sooner? Whatever that is, whether it's finding a new job, starting a new business, taking a trip, anything, starting a new hobby, is there something that you can make happen sooner than later? If it feels right in you, if you feel drawn toward it, and if you just get creative and flexible with it. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and uh, thanks for listening. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. Catch you next time. Okay, gang, that's it for today. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you've been inspired, encouraged, and have had a great time. If you'd like to know more about working with me, having me as your own personal coach, check out my website, www.makeitjoy.com. You'll also find all of my resources, recommendations, and freebies on there as well. If this podcast is your kind of thing, I would so appreciate your support. Please leave me a five-star review and help spread the word. If you'd like to say hello, I would love to hear from you. Send an email to caroline at makeitjoy.com. I will read it and I will get back to you. I love the Make It Joy community. Y'all are a really beautiful, lovely group of people. And I appreciate you all so much. Enjoy being you. Enjoy your life. And go make it joy. I'll see you next time.